1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome in on a Monday. A little bit rainy here in the Big O. As we conclude the month of February, after a busy weekend of uh, sports activities and the like, and the basketball boys was pretty, pretty good. I don't care where you look this past weekend. Basketball was uh, not bad, whether it be locally, whether it be regionally, whether it be nationally. We are almost to uh, March. John Rothstein keeps reminding me We're 43 hours until March,
0: and the basketball is good. Half-court shots to win games on games that you randomly turn to because it's halftime of the game you're watching. It's a pretty good start, pretty good sign. Fantastic weekend of basketball. We're
1: a basketball state around here. Gosh, dang it. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Are we volleyball state after the announcement yeah. on Friday? Wait that a minute. nice. Wait a minute. Are we hockey? Hold on. Baseball had it. What, what, what kind of a state are we? What we are is we're in a good state of mind because the basketball is pretty good and local teams are relevant. This is yep. always kind of my thing, Nick and Jimmy, about looking at teams, especially like college teams. I want my college football team to be relevant when we hit November 1, to be playing important games that they're not already out of the mix. You're not talking about the coaches future, or what next year is going to look like, and you're focusing on recruiting, I want my college football team on November 1 to still have some relevancy. College basketball. I want my college basketball to have relevancy when we hit March 1. Suffice it to say, Blue Nebraska has held up their end of the bargain, even though they've lost 3 of 4. We'll get into the (coughs) clunker that they left in Philadelphia on Saturday. But then you have Nebraska basketball. Who would have ever thunk it that they will not make it to March without playing Michigan State, but you know what I'm getting at, that Michigan State comes to town on Tuesday night, and it is still a monster game, and it's even a bigger game. So there's a lot of teams locally that are relevant as they hit kind of my my timeline of when, yeah. you know, if it's judged on a good season or not.
0: Yeah, the the, the college football one. I feel like I've said this for years now, too. You get into November, as you talked about, you're not talking about coaching futures. You're not talking about, you know, different aspects of, will the team still have enough in the tank? Or are, can they can they come up and spoil the, the likes of Wisconsin or Iowa's pursuit to win the division? Like, you're actually still a part of the division. Like, that's, that's always exciting to know that, hey, you're still mathematically alive to win that division. in basketball right now, too. Look, we've seen a lot of this with Nebraska, and I know you and I talked about this a little bit last week. And then on Friday, I I kind of went into full panic mode uh, about Saturday.
1: Is that why you have a cold? No, I'm just because you went into panic mode, and they were like, "Panic mode, just relax." I I was, you know, and and
0: it's it's Frankie goes to Hollywood. Just relax. That is a tough concept (laughs) with this basketball team. It is just a tough concept with With this basketball team. Yes, where you could just be like, "Hey, you know what? You're favored." And yes, Minnesota at the time, now 12, had lost 11 in a row. It'll be fine. They're on the, they're on the end of a four-game swing. These guys should have nothing. Well, yeah, you're right. But you're asking me to trust this basketball team in a game that they should win in conference play. That is a tough sell. And so Friday, as we were on the, the eve of it, I, I, I didn't go as far as saying, hey, I think they lose. But I just didn't know what to think about whoa, whoa, that game. Whoa, 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 Did whoa, whoa. not know what to think about that game. Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't, ex- I didn't say, hey, I-, I think they'll lose. But I just, if that thing was, and this was kind of interesting the way it played out. Oh, Nebraska, Minnesota's bad. They're bad. Oh, I get it. Minnesota's bad. I get it. But Nebraska has limitations. They do. And my problem was if this thing got in the first five minutes, Nebraska wasn't able to really kind of flex a little bit. Uh, not really kind of kill the will of Minnesota, then you keep them around. It's a team that is just do. I don't care how bad you are. Uh, teams, you know, sometimes in college basketball, especially when you're going up against a team who's not the best in the conference, yeah, sometimes you have a way of snapping that losing streak. And what was kind of remarkable about this game is Nebraska kind of kept them at arm's length but they never like just blew the doors off of them. And that was the scenario that I kind of feared the most, is that you leave them hanging around. And in a way, Nebraska kind of did, yet they closed it out. So, you know what? Yeah. My, my worries were for nothing. This team is, they're doing what they have to do. And what they had to do was take care of business on Saturday. And Tuesday, tomorrow night, it's going to be awesome. A monster, monster opportunity for Nebraska. Too. Are you
1: becoming a curmudgeon in your older age? Oh God, yeah, in See, a lot of different I, ways. I think I'm going the opposite. Are you? Yeah. So this is what I have learned. Like I used to always, I used to be a warrior. Okay, a big big warrior. Okay, I'm always thinking about the future. Oh boy, what what's next year going to look like? Well, if they if they have a good year, are they going to be able yeah. to do it again? I have stopped doing that. I have completely stopped doing that. I really think I've changed. People, people that are close to me might say, heck no. But I think I've changed because I, I now stay in the moment and just enjoy the ride. Maybe I'm getting older. I don't know how much longer I have. So I'm just staying in the moment with my sports teams and enjoying the moment and not even thinking down the road. I also have started to embrace athletes. Joe Burrow is the most recent where they walk the fine line of being confident and cocky. Yeah. And I'm really really attracted to that. I like that. I'd love for him to be on my team. He's not on my team. Caitlin Clark does that for me yeah. as well. She walks the line to some, she crosses the line, but she is the confident, cocky, mm-hmm. and there's two athletes that are really really good. So I look at Nebraska basketball. And I'm going to I'm going to throw Omaha hockey into this as well. Two two programs that are exceeding expectations. Do you realize, Mr. Hanley, that in the history of Nebraska basketball, and I don't I don't know how long you follow Nebraska basketball, I I'm trying to cultivate fans. But I was at Nebraska when Nebraska basketball was good. Yeah. And we have this long stretch where Nebraska basketball hasn't been good. Yeah. And people went and found another program to root for. That just I have a problem with that. But you know what? I Nebraska basketball was good when I was in school. Mm-hmm and it has the most loyal fan base with the least return on investment. Yeah. Is they right now. Tim Miles won 13 games in a Big 10 season one time. Remember that? Mhm. That was a pretty good year. Wasn't too long ago people thought Nebraska might make the NCAA tournament. Then then he had a year where they won 11. Now Nebraska is 8 and 10. That's the third most win since Nebraska joined the Big Ten in the conference. That's unbelievable to think about that this program that took their lumps in December and January and lost two starters is in a position like that where, as you alluded to, tomorrow night when they play Michigan State at 8 p.m. on senior night is a huge night. So I've made the transition kind of in-season as Nebraska basketball has found a way to win games. They found a way to win from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. I think the culture is pretty good. You know, so that turns over every day. That's just part of your DNA on Mm -hmm. this year's team. You got guys that live it out, and you play really, really well, and you play hard. You fight like hell. And that gives you a chance when you do have some limitations and you shock some people. Yeah. So they've won four in a row. They've won five of six. And I'm thinking, okay, you're not going to have a huge part that has made your program very likable and very successful in Sam Griesel. Derek Walker's going to be gone. What next year is going to look like? It has to be an NCAA team. I have stopped doing that, and I'm going to enjoy the moment, just stay in the moment, and enjoy what's going on right now. I'm not even going to think that, you know what, Tominaga's been on a heater. It's a great story. Nebraska basketball is fun. Can Nebraska basketball be fun next year? I got plenty of time to think about that. I'm thinking about right now. I'm not thinking that Tominaga's last home game at Pinnacle Bank Arena is probably tomorrow night. Okay, He's going to go through senior night. They're going to they're gonna honor Greasel, Walker, Bandamil, and Tominaga. Probably Tominaga is done at Nebraska in terms of playing home games after tomorrow night. Not going to worry about that. Okay? I'm just going to enjoy right now what Nebraska basketball is doing. Same thing with Omaha hockey. Okay? Omaha hockey has had a resurgence this year, and this weekend showed me that they have good character. Mm-hmm. Okay? They played Friday night. You were there. People know you're the PA guy, so you're there every night. They laid an egg, but they were emotionally drained. They, they lost their assistant coach. They had a a uh, memorial service midweek. Yeah. I mean, guys were completely drained, and they're playing a really good hockey team, and they got beat 6-2. In past, Mike Gavin teams would lay another egg mm-hmm. because that's what they do, yeah. and they didn't do it. They responded in kind, and they've done that all season long. And so instead of thinking, will Omaha hockey ever be relevant in a year in which the NCHC is really, really good? I'm not thinking about that. I'm enjoying the moment that Omaha hockey is having one of those years that surprises you, and you're just along for the ride and enjoy it. So those are the two things that I think have changed, and it just dawned on me this weekend watching my sports. You know what? Everybody my age is supposed to go, get off my lawn. Yeah. I'm going, hey, baby, enjoy the moment. Let's watch some Outer Banks. Let's get crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I, and you know what? Good for you on that because you bring up UNO hockey too. Uh, Saturday and there was, it wasn't as much as the, the past. And you can all, you can go all the way back to the Dean Blaze teams too, where February, as many UNO hockey fans know, February tends to be a bit heartbreaking, especially if you seem to kind of have some momentum in January, all of a sudden you get to February, whether it was a schedule or what have you, it you know, it a lot of that sometimes would get taken away. So, the, yeah, there's a little bit of that that I, I still kind of carry with me. I, I try to look at each team is its own identity, but you brought up maybe the, the biggest factor that was just so hard to account for. And that was what that team had experienced emotionally before they left to Oxford, Ohio, losing Paul Gerrard and having that emotional weekend win where they come from behind a secure home ice and then they just get smacked on Friday night against a very good St. Cloud State team. But again, a very emotional night because you did have uh, you know, Paul's family there. There was the moment of silence for Paul in front of the Omaha crowd. And yeah, I just didn't know what to expect. And then after you lose a game like that, you're wondering, OK, where, where is this team mentally, physically from everything? And yes, they responded in kind. And I'll say a a little bit of the way that they responded. Yeah, I think there was a tinge of of, uh, surprise with me. With basketball, a lot of this still does come from the history uh, of Nebraska basketball here recently. And, you know, there, there was a time, you know... I. You asked, you know, when I started watching or following Nebraska basketball, I could I could tell you my good old buddy Dan Hegner, and I don't know where he's at right now, but my good old buddy, we used to play a Tecmo Bowl in, in the basement and listen to Kent on the radio. You know, Jamar Johnson, Eric Pitecast, some of our favorite teams there. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But there's this sense of when we start to kind of get excited about this team. Again, it's that history. It's that like then they they kind of – like if we were talking today – about oh my gosh what the hell happened on Saturday? It wouldn't be a conversation that we haven't had before about the team having an opportunity. Now at, even at, at what level was that opportunity? Was it an opportunity to you know win five in a row and then lose a game that you thought everybody would win that everybody thought you would win, or was it a chance to you know break a losing streak and yeah. you 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 fought? whatever the case may be? I don't think the conversation would have been something that would be overly surprising and. That's where I was kind of on Friday, where thinking, okay, it just seems like they should win. And we talked about you and I talked about this last week too. The what what it Saturday was going to be was going to be a validation. It was going to be an opportunity where Nebraska done some cool things, like they did at the end of last year, did some cool things. You know, they beat some teams. Okay, got people talking about them. Got people talking nit. Now you have this sort of this limping just beat up team in Minnesota that's coming in, oh, yeah, they should win this game. I mean, if if they can take down Maryland after Maryland beat Purdue, I mean, my gosh, remember how fun that game was? Oh, they should easily beat Minnesota. And we've just seen with this team, when you start to expect things, uh, sometimes we are reminded of limitations. And what Saturday was, again, the way the game played out, too, is what would have made me nervous I think, I get it, it's Minnesota. I'm not going to sit here and all of a sudden, like, just go, they are bad. I'm not going to go nuts over it. But the the way that game played out, I think Nebraska showed something that a lot of good, uh, you know, teams of the Big Ten that are playing good basketball right now have shown is, you know what? You don't always have to win in a pretty style as long as you take care of business and you give yourself a great opportunity like they're going to now have tomorrow night. That showed something just from a validation standpoint that yeah, there's reason that you can kind of get on board and trust this team a little bit more. Just keep it in mind that yeah, they've got some limitations, but they, this team is playing their you know what's off and they kind of know who they are. They they know the rotation, they know what they have to do. Even, you know, when you don't have a Blaze Kadup you know, you got Oleg that you can rely on for a few minutes. You know, there's there, – there, It's again, it goes back to what we talked about before. It's a very likable team. Dare I say, you can kind of trust him a little bit more, too.
1: Uh, another part of my basketball world about my teams is you get to March 1 and you're relevant. Are you fun? The, March 1, there's a lot of coaches that are already dreaming about the Masters in mid-April. Yeah. If you're not dreaming about the Masters in mid-April and you're thinking about making a run to either play in the NCAA tournament, which is the Holy Grail, or in Nebraska's case – probably more likely the NIT, You are you fun as well? Nebraska basketball is fun right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the rail yard was designed for Nebraska basketball being good in the arena across the street because you have a festival atmosphere where people congregate and mm-hmm. they get ready before they go into a building and they cheer on a team and they're not miserable. And days like Saturday in Lincoln where Nebraska is playing that rare weekend home game. Yeah is people can enjoy it, and the team is likable. It's a team that probably, as they've come down this stretch, and you don't want this to end. That's another part of it. You don't want the season to end, and it would be unfortunate if Nebraska, their season ended in a couple of weeks, and they were not extended past the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. But it's a team that you're going to remember, and they've made it fun. The storylines are fun. I, I, there are very few times in 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 my lifetime of Nebraska basketball being in it where you can get to March 1 and you go, wow, oh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's not kind of fun. It's actually really fun. And that's a credit to Fred Hoiberg and that team that they have turned things around in about a six-week stretch. They've gone from, well, who's going to be the next coach at Nebraska to, wow, what's that net ranking, Gary? When Tim yeah. Kruger comes yeah. on at 740, <laughs> let's find out what that net <laughs> ranking is so we can figure out if Nebraska has a path to get to the right. NCAA tournament. So just enjoy the moment. Yeah, you're right. Don't overthink it. Yeah. All right? It, things may not go well tomorrow night. Who knows? But the fact that that is still a relevant game is a big deal. And from the Nebraska basketball standpoint, you know what? I know this is minimal compared to the how Creighton looks at their basketball program because this time of the year, Creighton's always trying to figure out what seed they are. Yeah. Is Tim Kruger going to tell me that after the loss to Villanova, Creighton has fallen off the five line in their sixth line? Or are they going to be the last five in? Well, that's a little bit of a tease. He'll join us a little bit later. But the basketball was pretty, pretty good, and it is still relevant as we wrap up February. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing because I know spring football is lurking, Mm -hmm. and spring football starts, what, three weeks from today? I think it's it's three weeks from Mm -hmm.
0: today.
1: How many people want to talk spring football today? Like an in-depth, let's break down spring football compared to, let's talk about some basketball. Yeah,
0: Very few, I think. Yeah, it's... Look, this this is a conversation that, you know, a month ago, I don't think any of us thought we'd be having about Nebraska when it comes to, my gosh, can they do enough to secure an NIT bid? And I think going into the season, we all thought, if they could at least finish the season in the NIT.
1: That, by the way, does sound kind of low when you say it out loud. Oh, it does. But you have to you have to be real here. <laughs> yeah. This is where Nebraska basketball is. When you say they're in the, in the fight for an NIT berth, it makes me cringe a little bit. But then I'm like, you know what? That's what Nebraska basketball it is.
0: It is. And a month ago, that did not even seem like rem- like a remote chance. I mean, just where things were. Again, the way the team was playing, but also with the injuries, you just wondered how much more can they really do, and can they survive anything? But the fact that they're part of that conversation, the part, the fact that people aren't, you know, necessarily cringing at the sight of Izzo and Sparty tomorrow night, that they're actually excited and they believe that Nebraska could have a a very magical night at Pinnacle Bank Arena and a game that could have – again, it's not on the same level as No-Sit Sunday because you knew what that did for Nebraska's NCAA tournament chances in 2014. But it's got that same type of feel. If you win this game, boy, you don't necessarily have the pressure of having to go to Iowa City and beat Iowa and then also winning a game in the Big Ten tournament and trying to extend your stay there – you get a win like that against Michigan State and all of a sudden you feel like, all right, we've done probably enough to put ourselves in a position to where, you know, you just get maybe that one win on Wednesday in the Big Ten tournament. Feel pretty good about having a chance to play some postseason basketball, regardless of what happens in Iowa City. And and more than anything, it's look, it's Michigan State. It's a well-known program. They're coming to Pinnacle Bank Arena. And as you've said it many, 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 many times is that this team, it's different at home. They are just different at home, especially in big game atmospheres. I, you know, I, I was. you brought up Omaha Hockey. They were talking about the crowd that was there this weekend, and they said something that I, I guarantee you every student athlete that plays in those types of environments would echo it. And that's they hear you. They hear the fans. They feel the fans. And we always talked about the Creighton atmosphere of you want to feel like you're impacting the outcome of that game. And Nebraska fans tomorrow night, they're going to feel like that, and I guarantee you that the, the team will feel that. Can they do enough? That's the other question. All right, Husker Hoops
1: on February 27th isn't playing on Wednesday. Right now, they own tiebreakers, and they're 10th. They're not playing on Wednesday. They're playing on Thursday. Even though I think playing on Wednesday, who you might play, might help yeah. their net a little bit better. Yeah. But right now, they're not playing on Wednesday. They are 10th, and they hold a tiebreaker to make sure that they stay 10th. Another
0: reason to celebrate. All
1: right. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We're off and running on this uh, Monday morning as we do wrap up uh, the month of uh, February for the next couple of days. It is basketball, 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 because two weeks from today, we will be sifting through a bracket, a field of 68. Tim Kruger, our bracketologist, is gearing up. I've seen his bracket. There has been a little bit of interesting movement uh, from last week to this week, considering what happened this weekend. So he'll join us coming up at uh, 740. And, of course, it is a Monday hoop head. Jacob Bigelow, his thoughts on Nebraska, what happened against Minnesota, and what will happen tomorrow night when Michigan State comes to town fresh off Eh, just your casual run of the mill, Big Ten 112 106 overtime loss in Iowa oh. City.
0: <laughs> but the last ninety seconds of that game. Oof. 23 to 10 run there for Oh my gosh. I forgot
1: what the score was because I was more enthralled on Fran McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Who if he's not fined by the Big Ten today? The stare down? If he's not fine by the Big Ten today, what is the Big Ten doing? The Big Ten needs to fine him. Do they need to suspend him? Probably not, but they need to fine him for that act. Yeah. That just foolish act. Initially, you'd laugh at it and go, huh, oh, it's kind of funny. And then you think about a head coach pulling that trick. The Big Ten needs to fine Fran McCaffrey before the end of business today. Uh, Jacob Bigelow will join us coming up at uh, 9. I'm sure he's got a thought or two on Fran McCaffrey. Does anyone want to speculate how the Fran McCaffrey era will end in Iowa City. And they, they've had they've had really good success. Yeah, they have. He he does some really good things off the floor yes. in the Coaches for Cancer. Yes. But there are so many things he does on the floor that cloud anything that would... I would have a hard time having him as a representative of my university of the stuff that he pulls and what he pulled on Saturday. Yeah. But how is that tenure going to end in Iowa City? Is it going to end with... Fran gets another job after his sons are through the program. He takes one more job before he retires. Or is it going to end with a, an extremely uncomfortable meltdown, yeah. which Gary Barda, hello, hello, has to do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, you're home? Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. By the way, Iowa basketball, 112 points. Iowa football, 184 points in 13 games. (laughs) Discuss. Jacob at 9. Joel Lorenzi will stop by at uh, 940. (laughs) Things didn't go so well for Creighton, uh, not even from the opening tip. You could almost see that one coming. Yes and no. I know Villanova Healthy is a completely different team, and they're trying to build up for MSG. Boy, if you are a team that is considered... A second weekend team that possibly could go another weekend. That's a noon tip off, big crowd sellout crowd. That's a big egg to lay. Yeah. And now that's three of four of those three losses. That's the one that you go. Hmm. But they do have two get right games that are not really gonna affect them on the positive, could danger them on the negative. Yeah, that there's just there's a couple of things in that that in two weeks and beyond, that could bode unfortunate for Creighton if they don't get those fixed so we'll dive into that when Joel joins us coming up at uh, 940, uh senior night in Lincoln tomorrow night senior night for uh, Creighton coming up on Wednesday when they take on Georgetown all right we are off and running as you can tell we're uh, following the lead of the opening week at a spring training the pace of the show is pretty good yeah I think people like the Christmas of it all I say right? to see they're a game not, end I hope with not, bases I hope loaded not bored yet
0: say so see a game ended with bases loaded in a full count. With any type of timing issue, with a batter or a pitcher,
1: loved it. Not about the time of game; it's about the pace of play. Yeah, I I, I loved it this weekend. I, I know there's going to be some rocky moments in spring training, but people will adjust. Fans will adjust. Will adapt. Mm-hmm. The game is going to grow, and I liked the pace of play I, because you could watch a game, and maybe the game, and we've all done this, world baseball fans. You watch the game, and it feels like. You know what? This is a, like a three and a half, four-hour game, and then it turns out <laughs> mysteriously you're watching the Red Sox and the Yankees, and it is a four-hour game. Yeah. Or you watch a game and you don't even know what the time of the game yeah. is because the pace of play is so good that oh, that was a three-hour game, didn't feel like it. Yeah. I, I watched I watched a, a few spring training games this weekend and I liked it. I mean, I've seen it, you know, at Warner Park with the Storm Chasers and it and it worked well. There's there's going to be bumps in the road, but just the how crisp the game is played. Where there's you're, What you're doing is you're just eliminating dead air.
0: So you're saying give it a chance.
1: Yeah. No, you, well, you got no choice. Well, right. It ain't going to go away. It's just they're eliminating dead air, essentially in radio term. And I like it. I think it's going to be really good for the game. And, again, there are going to be rocky moments. People are going to complain. Yeah. There's going to be weird things. But that's why you have about a four-week lead-up before the regular season starts.
0: Well, the, to me, it's not even the pitch clock right now. It's the, the time between pitches for batters right now. Because we have seen that we see that play out in college uh, last year too, and that where you, you seem to see maybe a bit of a gray area when it comes to umpires enforcing that and how strict they are the the amount of time you know if if you're completely leaving the batter's box but it didn't seem like it you know there, there's there, there's still I, I think an adjustment more for the batters right now because of what they're so used to being able to you know go through their you know pre-pitch routine being able to look down the third base line and and do what they're doing and having to speed up that process too. To me, that is going to take some time because you're going to have some umpires that are really going to oppress that issue, I think more so than others. I think other, other umpires, probably even more the old school umpires, are probably going to let certain players get away with it more than others.
1: Uh, more on that and uh, the weekend in college baseball around here that uh, went pretty good for uh, Red Nebraska. Uh, and do we know where he's at? It's 532, Dylan Raiola. Do we know where he's at? Uh, right he now? Bed? What is he doing? I'd, I'd
0: hope he's sleeping right now.
1: I hope he's up and throwing. Because it's four thirty. Yeah. Hey, hey, n- does not stop, man.
0: Hey, wait—is it four thirty there or five thirty? I was get confused because I know they—they they don't adjust. It's four thirty. Is it four thirty? Okay. For a couple more weeks. Are you yeah. sure?
1: Yeah. Because the big troll announcement yesterday. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was happening at
0: uh,
1: what six o'clock his time, and it yeah. was dropped at seven here.
0: Yeah, I see. I think because I know they go to two hours at some point. They so go to maybe two in March. hours when we go forward. Okay. So during during the winter, they're more like, they're an hour back. They're I should text I should text my in-laws right now because they're in Arizona. If they don't respond, just I'll just say, hey, just what time an, is it right now?
1: another reason we should never change.
0: And I we're know. we to do this again next So month. damn confusing.
1: Uh, but Dylan Raiola showed up in Lincoln. Looked like he had a pretty, pretty good time. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, How about that loophole, too? I just go to see my uncle. No big deal. Having a boys' weekend. Yeah, a boys' weekend. Mm-hmm. Love it. And a weekend where everybody knows his name. Yeah.
1: And everybody knows his face, and everybody is in on the act. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll dive into that as we roll till uh, 10. Jimmy, Nick, and Gary, it's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.